0: so what's up everyone and welcome to the third episode of the freedom foods farm podcast we're here with jeff smith of smith family ranch jeff you're just a little bit down the ways from us right
1: yes sir we are about probably about 45 minutes or so
0: you guys are in jefferson is that right jefferson texas
1: that's yeah we're
0: close enough yeah (laughs) (laughs) there we go so Jeff, tell tell everybody a little bit about you know what you guys are doing there. It's your name, the your YouTube channel named Smith Family Ranch. So tell everybody a little bit about your ranch and how you got started, why you got started.
1: Yeah, we just uh, we moved out to the this property about three years ago. We um, got tired of the rat race within uh, the city life and decided that we're gonna buy some land and uh, move all of our family out here and live off the land as much as possible. Um, So we started with some full-size Brangus cows and sold those fairly quick. And then uh, we ended up with some Aberdeens, which is basically kind of like a mini uh, low-lying Angus-style cow. Um, So we got a little small herd of that. We've got chickens, pigs we raise, um, domestic, not wild. And uh, and then my wife's trying to garden, and so uh, we're just trying to give our kids the best life we can out here. So you guys came from the city. Are you originally from Texas? So I was raised in Dallas. Uh, My wife is from Western New York, um, and she grew up on a dairy farm. Um, So she grew up milking cows. Uh, Her family was a dairy farm for a couple generations, Um, and so... She got the life of that and I moved her to the city and we lived in a city for 15 years or so and then uh, got tired of it, tired of all the hustle and bustle and just decided, you know, it's time to move out to the country.
0: So how many acres do you have there at your ranch? We have 22 and a half. Oh, nice. Okay. So good size. Yeah. Now you guys, you said that you started with Brangus cows? Yeah. Full size Brangus. What made you get away from
1: those? funny story so when we bought the land my dad was actually pushing me to go mini with miniature cows um but of course being texan i can't just have miniature cows we gotta be if i'm gonna have a ranch we gotta have full-size cows i mean and uh so the first month or two months that we were here everything was going great and then we were invited to a wedding in broken bowl oklahoma which is about an hour from us so we decided to go to the wedding and we were leaving Friday night coming back Sunday morning and uh, it was our first time really away from the property um, we made sure they had water obviously they had grass because it was grass was still growing um, so plenty of food plenty of forage plenty of water and so we left Friday night and Saturday morning when we woke up we got a call from uh, the previous owner saying that all the cows had gotten out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good phone call.
1: No, no. Of course, we didn't know anything about rotational grazing, electric fencing, anything like that. Um, and so it was uh, that day we decided we're going to sell them all and work one <laughs> miniature.
0: <laughs> so the Aberdeen, they they
1: go they max out what about a thousand pounds ish? Uh, the bulls can get to about twelve hundred pounds at okay. uh, full maturity. The cows get about 800, 900 pounds. Um, they're not really technically a mini, um, because they don't carry the dwarf gene. There's zero possibility of them carrying the dwarf gene, uh, like mini jerseys and, uh, some of your other miniature breeds. Um, these are actually, when they first came over here, if you take Angus and you track it back, you'll track back to Aberdeens. Oh, wow. Uh, Um, we are the ones that raised them up and made them bigger.
0: here in america i didn't know that that's yeah that's an interesting story wow now you guys the the aberdeen is that a lot easier to handle for you guys are they just a better cow what what (coughs) really go that route
1: um we were looking at uh the miniature herfords um as well um but we liked the non-dwarf gene um it's all preference so I'm not knocking any cow by any means, but, um, uh, with us having kids, um, we needed a smaller cow that was less intimidating so that they would feel comfortable working on too. Um, I mean, when we had the brangus, the bull was, I mean, just towered and
0: yeah, 2,000 pound bull or something. Like that. Yeah.
1: And so we like the the of the cow. I mean, our herd bull, he just turned three. He's, you can go 100 on him um really I, I have zero fear i respect them of course but i have zero fear and neither do my kids i mean we can push the herd all at once and have zero fear even though a bull might be running after us for treats that he's gonna ever do anything to us um that so that, that
0: getting a bull is you know is, it, is he gonna be mean is he gonna you know because yeah. it's pigs and bulls that really get people on a farm right yep wow so they're 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 more docile that's interesting <laughs>
1: Very docile. They're, I mean, they'll be comparable to your longhorns because longhorns are pretty docile too. So um, they, they'll be on par with that. They're just, uh, like, I think the bull comes up just above my hip. I mean, oh, wow. it's only three cool. inches at the hip. So um, it, it, a lot easier. So, and then they, they, they've got other perks uh, along the many lines of stuff that they're easier on fences. Um, they, uh. They eat about a third less than what a normal cow does,
0: oh, so you can um, have more
1: can, of them, yeah, so you can have way more per acre. I think they said out here in Texas we have about half uh half an acre per cow instead of two. oh wow, um, so yeah, the cost of hay is next to nothing because a bale of hay will last our entire herd about a week. Wow, yeah,
0: that's wow, so there's a lot of benefits to go the smaller route, yeah. So what got you guys into the rotational grazing? Is it because you wanted more cows or tell me about that?
1: We were just looking up ways to improve our overall pasture. When we first got here, we had goat weed like crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And then we have a big hill out front that is full of like limestones and stuff. So we initially, when we first started rotationally grazing, we didn't rotationally graze during the summertime. We did uh, hay bale rotational grazing. Um, so we just, we took hay bales up on our hill to get uh, so that they would compost into the soil and regenerate that soil. And we would just rotate the bales of hay, which if you go on Google, you can actually see on our property, you can see the, the circles. <laughs> um, and so that's really helped tremendously. And then just the more that we started looking into other ways to improve our, our pasture land, we Came across Greg Judy, we came across the Justin Rhodes, you know, Joe Salatins, and really started learning that method to get, help get rid of the weeds. Um, and have you seen
0: a big uh, improvement over the last few years? Or how long have oh, you been rotationally grazing?
1: Uh, Full time for about a year now. We okay. started really last year was our first time really rotationally grazing the cows during the summertime.
0: And you saw uh, a big, big difference.
1: Oh, big time. And so now over the winter, this last winter, we used Greg Judy's. Because so uh, about two, two years ago now, um, this time two years ago, we got attacked by armyworms um, oh. and it like completely destroyed our pasture within two days, all of it. Um, oh. And so it never came back. And so watching Greg Judy's videos on, on rolling hay bales, is when we started utilizing that last year and between that and rotationally grazing them last summer and this summer, we, our, our weeds are way down. We were looking at pictures from like three years ago when we first got here and it's, the weeds are just way down.
0: Wow. So one of the, one of the people, one thing people say about unrolling the hay bales like Greg Judy does is that it wastes a lot
1: of hay. Do you find that? Or do you see, do you think it's 100% worth it to do? That's the funny thing is, is I fully expected to waste some hay. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I found is that I feel like they ate more hay and there was less waste by doing it. Um, we actually posted a video about this is when we did round bales or our, our hay ring, they would, you know, calves would get up in there and waste, um, not knowing what they're doing. Um, when they chew, they pull out and they yank out hay. Well, that falls on the ground. They stomp it. Um, where when we roll it out, they kind of all stand onto the side of it, and they just eat down the line. And there's some spots that, after they got done on that hay bale, you could hardly even tell that the hay bale was there. Really. Um, and you can always tell when we move the hay ring around, there would be about probably about this much of hay uh, just packed down from calves getting in there. Of course, we have minis, so they... They even the full-size cows get in there and whatnot. So we found that there was less.
0: Right there, right in that area that they get compacted, right?
1: Yeah. And so we found way less waste, uh, but all is still the same benefits because as we were coming into spring, you could see exactly where we rolled out our hay. (laughs) Like greener, a lot more lush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you can see that the the seeds. um, And so, of course, talking to um, some farmers um, and uh, feed stores is we've really made sure that we bought Bahia hay, mm-hmm. which is our local grass. I'm sure your local grass too. Yeah. we got a lot of that out here. Um, We're like the coastal Bermuda, which is great hay, but it has zero seeds in it because mm. they don't come to seed like Bahia does. They, they root
0: out, you know, they, they use a, like a strawberry wood like a runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. it's. I mean, really Bermuda is really just a weed in general just is a good looking weed and high high in protein so wow
0: so you guys you guys moved there three years ago when did you guys start your YouTube channel uh probably about two years ago I think okay what made you do that what what was your you know your
1: motivation starting a YouTube channel um well my wife really wanted to start it before which I probably should have listened to her and we probably should have started it three years ago uh when we first moved out here but kind of you know honestly a little bit about a boredom kind of I mean our family spread out too um all her family's in New York my dad's in Austin my mom's in New York we got family in Colorado and it was also to kind of show them and I mean if we got monetized off of it great um and so it just was kind of out of boredom really <laughs> a good way to
0: kind of show uh you know what your family what you guys are doing sounds like too yeah yeah we
1: every now and then we'll plug in like vacation if we take or boating activities that we do um we'll shed some light into that but we have kind of just really stayed focused in on the um cow part or the 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 ranch part um it's it's also brought darcy and her family a little bit closer together since they are so far away they can watch our videos and then her dad can call and give tips since he's a master at a lot of this stuff so
0: well, that's really cool yeah so you right now i just watched uh, one of your last videos you guys are building a cool room right
1: yeah yeah this is uh, probably the biggest project we've done on the on the farm so far how is that going and what's your reasoning behind it well, the main reason—it's always been on our list of things to do. Uh, the pandemic just moved it up because we couldn't get anything into butcher, mm, um, yeah. <laughs> and so it really moved it up. Um, our goal is to really try to be uh, as as lean as possible financially. And so, one of the things is—is is obviously, if we can butcher for free on here, then you really just have the cost to feed it. And then, if we breed it here, then there's no cost to buy it. Just literally feeding it and then we can butcher it ourselves. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, we obviously couldn't, I mean, I don't think we can get into anywhere until the end of next year. Maybe. No,
0: I heard places two, three years out, you know, especially if you want U- USDA, I mean, that's, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so that's why we moved it up the list quite a bit. Um, and, um, we, uh, it's actually completed now. We did our first butcher on it last week. Um, And uh, of our pig and uh, it's working out really good. We're, I'm I'm really happy for it. We got a little bit of tinkering to do with it um, with some inner walls and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's going great.
0: So what is your, your, your focus with the farm with the ranch? Are you, uh, are you doing to just raise animals? Are you looking to sell, you know,
1: are you just doing it for yourself? So we primarily our main herd of Aberdeens, we are doing to resell. Um, to help pay for um, some of the items on the farm Um, so when we sell a cow usually we'll pay for bulk feed or um, use it to pay down the tractor bill or pay for something that's on the farm so this year it was all used to basically build the cool room Um, and so that's the idea we had behind it and if we get some uh, bulls and we'll steer them if they don't look good and we're you know not gonna make any money off them we might as well eat them so then we'll steer them and that'll be our future food there. Um, and then we went into Jersey cows or miniature Jersey cows because um, we really wanted fresh milk. Um, uh, we don't have any health problems, thankfully. Um, so we didn't need it, but it was something that was like, you know, let's learn some new skills of, of making cheeses, of making yogurts, of, you know, doing different things. Um, so we went with the miniatures for pretty much the same benefits as the Aberdeens. Um, and then we raise pigs for the same reason. Um, we love, 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 love bacon. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell me about the, 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 the jerseys. Okay. Like I've never drank raw milk. I've never had it. Um, very interested in it cause everybody says it tastes like ice cream. Um, Absolutely. is it, is, are you guys, is it raw milk that you guys are producing? Mm-hmm. Are you guys pasteurizing it or tell no, me? We your. don't raw
1: pasteurize it at all. We, we strain it um, through a cloth um, just to get any dirt particles out because we do hand milk. Um, and so we just, we drink it raw. We make butter um, with some of the cream uh, here and there when we need butter. Um, we're Darcy's, uh, my wife just got a bunch of cheese making stuff. So she's going to start making cheese. Uh, but it is definitely um, That's worthwhile. A template, really. Yeah. It's, it's, very,
0: it's very labor intensive to do, right? No, no. It takes her 15 minutes to milk. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's that's fine. What I've, I've, I, I was, everything that I've read, everything I've watched on YouTube, it takes like, you know, an hour to do a cow or something like that. And it's just like, that's not something that I necessarily wanted to do because of just the time commitment with it.
1: Yeah. So. And that's, that's why we went with a mini on that, mm-hmm. uh, because it does give less, she uh, gives about a gallon each milking um so we're not there longer we don't machine milk for that reason because by the time you get all the machine hooked up and milk it's about the same time for milk in but then you got to clean the machine mm-hmm. which is very labor intensive right. so we hand milk into just a bucket and we strain and we put it in the fridge and we're done how often so, do you guys have to milk so <clears throat> our our cow our the cow that we're milking now um she was a first time heifer um and her calf died at birth so we milk twice a day for that reason um if we were if the calf would have lived we would have calf shared which means we only milk once a day um and then the cow the calf gets on the milk cow the rest of the time um so we would typically only milk once a day and we like that because if we got to go out of town or we're busy we just keep cow and calf together and production stays up so, oh wow. um, yeah, it makes it more flexible. We have three boys that are very active. So the flexibility is definitely <laughs> needed. It seems
0: like you guys, uh, it, it, you guys have that down. Cause yeah, I, I thought it was a lot more work to do a milk cow and, you know, milk it every day and, you know, worry about, you know, getting, you know, infections and stuff. I thought it was a lot more labor intensive. That really opens my eyes. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Darcy's going to do uh, here in a couple of weeks, she's going to do a series on milking cow um, and whatnot. So that to kind of teach it. I mean, it, the hardest part is probably on your muscles. i um, just getting the muscles down. Um, and once that's down and you get your rhythm, if you get a mini that doesn't milk two, three gallons at a time, uh, you can milk in 15 minutes. I mean, the whole process takes, uh, Darcy about a half hour total.
0: So yeah, in that case, then it'd be like, it'd be more worth it to, to do than rather than just, you know, be out there for, you know, two hours at a time or something like yeah. that. Cause that's, that's what I've read. And I didn't know it was that quick, especially with the minis. That's a, that's a interesting point for, you know, people out there that are looking to, you know, milk their own cows without having to do the huge time commitment. And then if you guys want to get away, you just leave the calf on it. I didn't know that was an option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not for us right now because we don't have a calf to put on her, mm. but, um, so it's been a little bit of a strain there just cause, you know, we've been invited to go out of town here and there to my brothers or my dad's and whatnot. And so we've had to decline. And, um, and so we got another cow, she's a midsize Jersey. So she's due to breed, and calf in uh, November Thanksgiving time, so we're going to dry off the current one now and get her AI, and then um, we'll have the other cow too. So oh, yeah. that one should make it hopefully. There we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd save you a lot of time and just good all around. Yeah, exactly.
1: Now, if that's a if that turns out to be a bull, that calf, what would you do with it? We'll steer that a hundred percent. Okay. Um, Jersey bulls in general, whether it's a mini or a not. They're very notorious for their attitudes um, and can actually be fairly dangerous, even out of many. So there's not really a huge market for them either because most people AI, because they're like us. They only have like two, maybe three cows. So it just makes sense to AI. Um, And so we'll always AI and not keep a bull and we'll steer it and it'll be food. Okay.
0: Now tell me about your pigs a little bit. What kind of, how many pigs do you guys run? What
1: breeds and what do you, you know, how long do you raise them? So right now we do buy our pigs. We just buy feeder pigs from a local uh, pig farmer called old time swine. And they do on the old style, old school genetics things, the pigs that your grandparents probably raised. um, If they raised pigs instead of morphed into what they call show line pigs now. Um, so the meat's a little bit more red. It looks almost like a beef um, instead of the pink, which is what we know of today. Um, so we have Hampshire, we have an ossibowl, and then we have what they're calling an F1, which is a mix of Hampshire and Ossobol, uh together. Um, so we just butchered a mule Swabian foot and something else. I forget, <laughs> um, but we, a normal pig takes about six months to raise out. Um, so in six months we have fresh pork. Um, so we try to go year round cause we love our pork. And once you have home style, home raised pork chops, it's like milk, <laughs> fresh raw milk. You'll never go back. Really? Um, it, it's just so delicious. And so, um, that's one reason why we make it. And then I like to get creative and I like to cure my own bacon. I like to cure my hams. Um, I'm going to get into prosciutto now that I have the cool room um, and start curing different things now that the cool room is in there and it doesn't take up all the fridge. And are um, the pigs just
0: for you guys or are you guys looking to
1: sell those too? Or No, we, we do those for just us. Um, I'm not a big, not a huge pig fan. So that's why we don't breed um i heard there's like, a lot of issues and stuff and
0: you have to keep a boar and a sow and that's just yeah asking for trouble
1: yeah and it, you know even when they're not even when you have your own board but the sow is taken well now you gotta feed a thousand pound <laughs> boar that isn't producing anything so it's
0: easier to find out you know you can you get it from old time swine you said right he's got yeah. a youtube channel right
1: yeah he's got a youtube He's mostly does it on facebook right now he's uh trying to build the YouTube and figure out kind of how he wants to go about that. But yeah. And, uh, he's local guy. So we always try to support local. Um, that's how we found him. And, um, his prices are fairly reasonable as far as, um, the quality that you're getting, you can get cheaper pigs, but just like anything in life for the most part, quality costs. So,
0: So you guys take your pigs year-round, you're saying. How is that during the winter? Is that a lot tougher? Is is there stuff that you have to look out for?
1: No, um, not with pigs. I mean, we don't have any pig shelter or anything for them. Um, They're under some shade trees for the summertime when um, it gets hot here in Texas. Um, But for the most part, they're easy. I mean – Really? Do you you rotate them around
0: too or no? What's that? Do you
1: rotate them as well like you do the cows? No, uh, just because of the damage that they do, um, uh, to the pasture. Um, I, I'd rather maximize our pastures out for cows and do about it that way. So they do stay in a pin. It's a fairly large mm-hmm. pin that we give them. Um, and for the most part, I, I mean, while I don't like pigs, they've become one of our favorite animals to raise, um, cause they can be goofy and they're almost on the scale of maybe a goat, but better because they develop yeah i hate goats (laughs) i'll never know that's but they get a personality in them and they you know they can be fun um and they don't stink as bad as what you would think either which is well especially
0: if you have them in a a larger pen and stuff you don't you know they're not you know compact like you would when you smell one of the hog houses that exactly keep them in it's terrible yeah so you guys you guys raise the the pigs up until what age you think
1: Usually about six months.
0: Six months. Five okay. and a
1: half, six months. Um, we do the uh, tape measure method usually to weigh them out. I like to get mine to about what. What we found is that about 250 pounds is when you maximize your profit or your yield back to you. If you go over that, which is fine, but that's when they're done growing meat, and then they just add on fat.
0: Okay. Do you guys use the fat for anything or do you, you guys just do, uh, you guys just eat it really?
1: Yep. We, uh, we, we use it for cooking oil. Uh, we render it all down well. off the skin of everything that we don't use. we render everything and then we put it in jars and that's what we use as our cooking oil.
0: So you guys have a lot of stuff going on there and you guys have a lot of different animals. Do you guys ever have to go to the grocery store anymore?
1: Unfortunately? Yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah, just for veggies mostly. Um, we don't really buy much meat unless it's fish that we feel like having, or shrimp, or some sort of seafood that obviously we can't grow. Um, and then, of course, I like my sweets. So <laughs> that's
0: awesome! Wow. So I didn't know I, that. That really blows my mind about the the Jersey cows. Fifteen minutes and you're done. Is it is it hard to train them to do? Get them to go into stanchion? Do you guys
1: have a stanchion? Yeah. This I mean. We built our stanchion for the first time this year. We had a, a jersey before, a full size, and we just tied her up to a tree and milked her. Um, oh, wow. But being that this was a heifer that we had, we really wanted to make sure. And first time she went in the stanchion, that hasn't budged since. Um, jerseys are like any other cow, where as long as you have them into a routine, they're fine. I mean, 99% of the time where we get her from, she's waiting there right at milk time ready for us, um, so we've put the halter on her and towed her down to her, her meal, and we give her some grain to keep her up with production and keep her busy while we milk, and we milk, and then we let her finish up, and then we take her back to pasture, and we're done.
0: Oh, wow. So you guys have been doing this for three years. What would you say is the number one mistake that you guys would say to a new person not to not to make?
1: I'd say, in all honesty, if I had to go back and do it all over again, I'd be more picky about the land. Okay. Um, and really being more focused on the land as far as good features. So our our land's fairly hilly. Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, try to get as flat as you can. Um, and for us, what we have found is, because uh, looking at yours and then Tanner at Fuller Life Texas, the square the more square round or the more square uh the land can be it seems to work better
0: um yeah we're, we're we got a square and a rectangle basically connected to each other which is it's, yeah it's kind of it, it will it makes it really easy for us because of the water line that we were able to put in that was the best thing for us because we we have the house kind of you know maybe uh off-centered a bit but we're able to run the water line each way and get water to each of our, you know, every one of our paddocks, except maybe two. So yeah. It's I'm sure from
1: like your house, you can see your cows.
0: Most of the time. Yeah. The- we have a little bit of a hill and some draws here. So um, we can most of the time look out unless they're on the other side of the barn then we just can't see them.
1: Yeah, ours, our land is very short and long <laughs> and like where our cows are at now, the paddock that they're in is all the way at the back and, we can't see them they're about a half mile away that we have to oh wow take a four-wheeler out and <clears throat> go out there and look uh maybe it's not it might be a quarter mile um but still far we can't see them we can't you know so checking on them which we love to pamper our cows yeah. Yeah. it just it can become a pain um so i i would say that looking at the land and, and really Looking at it, even from Google Earth, to kind of see ideas. Because, I mean, right now everything's on YouTube. So you're not going to come up with any sort of new invention or new way of doing things. Because it's already been done and it's already been perfected. <laughs> I mean, rotational grazing, we didn't come up with. Nobody no. did. But something sometime years ago, that's now been perfected by the Joe Salitans and the great Judys. <clears throat> so you're not going to change the wheel or recreate the wheel. So for me, I would just look at YouTube, look at your map on Google and see how you can make it work. Because for us, like we ran yesterday or the last week when we transferred our cow, we had to run, I think it's like 1,900 feet of hose. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Because we don't have water way back then. Wow. So if I want to keep them back there, I got to run hose line that'll be another project that we're gonna work on here hopefully soon but um yeah yeah, 1800 18 hoses is not fun
0: (laughs) yeah that doesn't sound like it (laughs) at all you're lucky you can get water pressure all the way there with it It, where where
1: they're at it trickles
0: okay yeah so main main thing is for new people to really look at their land and you know see (sighs) how learn first then look at the land basically is what
1: you're saying yeah, start learning if you're interested in in doing homesteading or farming or ranching. Just <clears throat> start researching now. Um, learn from the people that are best at it. Your, you know, your Joel Salatin's, Justin Rhodes, your Greg Judy's, and take all their tips and then figure Quite out good. how you can make it within the land that works. There we go. That you're looking at.
0: Now, the one I've been asking everybody that comes on here, the same question, a lot because a lot of people, they say, oh, it takes too much time to raise your own food. It takes too much time to work with the animals. Can you take me through your day about, you know, you you get up at what time, go to bed and what time, and all in between about how you work with the animals?
1: So I'm spoiled because I got three boys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so we wake up, the boys wake up about 530, uh, mostly for school. Okay. um <clears throat> we do give our our bulls and steers a little bit of grain in the morning okay um they're the only they're the only cows that really get grain other than our milking cow But they, she gets that at it at milking mm-hmm. so we milk in the morning um we got our pigs on automatic feeder and automatic water so smart. they're fairly well taken care of mm-hmm. we'll give them all of our scraps <clears throat> that we have so That's just whenever the scrap bowl, we have a scrap bowl that we put on top and any and everything scrap goes in there and then we just dump it whenever it gets full. Cool. Um, Rotational grazing. So we've been rotationally grazing once a month this week or this year. We just moved to once a week uh, for this month. Um, So we move, we spend maybe 30 minutes to an hour on that a week or a month. Wow. Um, and then um, that's really it. We don't really spend a whole lot of time like actually doing chores unless we have a project or, or whatnot. But we try because our kids are so busy with activities and sports and whatnot. We can't be too busy with that because yep. otherwise they won't get a childhood and then they resent the lifestyle. Exactly. <clears throat> so for us, We try to leave everything just on the weekends. Um, Our busiest weekends are for butchering. So like Sunday we butcher chickens um, that we raised for meat and um, that took an hour total um, for, we only had 12 birds. So, you know, when the whole family does it, it makes it go by quick. And then we have everybody assigned tasks. So like our little one, all he's in charge of, uh, period is waters. So all he, he makes sure everybody has water and that's his job. Our middle one is in charge of feeding the pigs and the uh, chickens. And then our oldest is in charge of the bulls and sometimes milking. Um, and you're just in charge of the kids then, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the one to make sure that, you know, it gets done and, um, and then same with Darcy. And, and so we, uh, as long as you work as a team on, as a family, you know, sometimes I think, um, cause if we were discouraged at first too, when we first started watching like, uh, Justin Rhodes mm-hmm. and you see how busy he is. Yeah. And it can be very intimidating. Mm-hmm. But then the more we started getting into it, it was like, okay. It almost made us not want to start a YouTube too, because it's like, well, we're like, like we got time to do done it, done with our chores and <laughs> an hour. What, what can we, possibly film and so um it's not as much time as what i think if you only watch youtube it's not that much time um some of that's i believe for filming and it's not anything against them i'm not knocking them at all because they're my heroes um but um it's a lot less time than what you think
0: so you would say less than an hour a day combined oh, yeah. with your in you know with all the kids doing the chores and even Darcy milking. you think?
1: Yeah, because she's about a half hour each milking session, so that's a total of an hour of milking a cow, uh both day and night, or morning and night. Um so she's got a total of an hour of milking and then the boys, um maybe 30 minutes each, maybe.
0: Wow. So you guys raise basically at least all your own meat for under an hour of work a day. And that's divvied up again among five of you. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And you guys get to eat like Kings and drink exactly. raw milk yeah. and eat your, your pork and everything. Like you, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. Um, that's why I just, you know, anybody that is listening or watching is just do it. Um, <laughs> try it out. You know, we started with three pigs um, at once. And then we, we were going to try to rotationally graze them. And then um, you got sandy soil, don't you?
0: Kind of. Yeah. It, it, parts
1: of it. Yeah. So ours is like all sandy. So yeah. when it gets bare, it, it's like a beach. Oh. Um, and what we've learned with electric fencing is that Beach soil like ours is it doesn't conduct electric fence don't mix because the soil becomes an insulator mm-hmm. to the uh, animals feet. So, um, so when we dry out like we do in Texas normally, not like this year, we've been very blessed this year. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's been a lot that has kept everything damp and moist and whatnot. That the electric fencing has been working, but. Even like in our cows last year, uh, toward the end of the year when we didn't have rain since we went from June to October with no rain, because so we actually started feeding hay in September last year. Oh man! Um, that even the cows there because it was so dry with a sandy soil, they could they didn't care for the electric fence. Wow! Um, but this year they all care because we're yeah it's hard right. yeah. <laughs> Wow,
0: that's that's interesting. You had to feed hay in September. Yeah, last year I mean, it was this year, this year I don't think that we're going to have to feed any to be honest with you. I mean, we got over 20, probably 25 acres that can be grazed right now. And oh, good. I think we're 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 more than good with 13 cows on 30 acres. That's a little over the stocking density, but still they're they're smaller cows, so.
1: I oh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely watching you just cuz I'd like to see what happens after the first frost. Yeah, I'm I'm interested because there's a lot
0: of Bermuda and I don't know how that, you know, holds up during the wintertime. It doesn't. So it doesn't? No. No, th- we, we still have a lot. <clears throat>
1: we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm, and I hope it lasts because then that'll, you know, obviously show that it can be done. Because uh, I know like your Judy, he's got, he usually has a lot of clover and clover lasts over the... Yeah, him, he
0: loves you know, the, the fescue and the clover. That's, yeah. That's for sure. So any last words that you have to say in here before we jump off?
1: No, I think you know if you're new or kind of on the fence about it, I, just jump in. Um, you know, I, I think like our first year we um, paralyzed ourselves by analysis, mm-hmm. um, and, and so now it's gotten to the point where we've become semi fearless of jumping Let's into certain it. things just because.
0: See how it, how it goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we've researched butchering pigs for ourself for a year and a half and if it wasn't for the pandemic we were forced to do it Mm -hmm. and now it's like i'm never taking a pig to a butcher again oh wow um you know and then we'll graduate to a cow eventually and then hopefully we don't have a butcher fee at all
0: there we go that saves a lot of money too
1: yeah so i would say
0: jump in and do it well, awesome, Jeff. Thank you so much for being on here. Everybody go check out Smith family ranch on YouTube. You guys have YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all Take the social medias. And uh, look forward to seeing you guys. You guys have some really good videos out and I, I, I watched just about every single one of them. Yeah. But go do that. They're, they're a lot of fun to watch the whole family. And uh, with that, we'll see you next time. All right. All right, man. Appreciate you. Thank you.